This is Inspector Toolbelt Talk. Welcome back, IT crowd. Today we have on again Kevin Maxwell. I'm excited to have you here, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Hey, not bad. Uh, boy, we could have talked pre-episode forever. Uh, I love having <laughs> you on. Good back and forth. Local competitor and friend. Good to see you here. Have you on the show. And uh, we have a theme today of protect your most valuable asset. But before we get into that and what it means, uh, how have things been going for you business-wise since the last time we had you on? Things have been good, man. Things have been good. You know, right now we're just kind of like doing a lot of behind the scenes work and just really just focusing on operations and we're pushing to get licensed in a couple of different states that are kind of like neighboring to us. So just kind of like really trying to clean house and make thing, make sure the operation's nice and tight before we kind of expand. Yeah. And I like your plans for expansion. They are both broad and concise at the same time. You are trying to take over a big swath of the Northeast. You've hired new people uh, and you have a really solid game plan. And I'm super stoked to see how you work that out. We're going to see the Kevin Maxwell empire here grow a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. It's it's one of those things to where it's like, you know, I get bored very easily. And I think that, you know, we've been, it's about seven years in now, like about six or seven years in. And, you know, I think that we have a pretty good market share right now in the Capital District and the Hudson Valley area. But I think that like, we've had a lot of calls in Massachusetts and in Connecticut and even in Vermont. So for me, it's kind of like, it's almost like, why wouldn't we, you know, get licensed over there? And we're going to kind of do like a little bit like, so still two hour, our radius is two hours anyway. So we're going to do a two hour radius and kind of almost do like, like Northern, you know, Northern Vermont or Western mass. Like we have the different maps and stuff like that. So kind of like really like building it out slowly over there and just continue to kind of like, you know, build our agents. Cause a lot of our agents are licensed in other States too. So it just kind of makes sense for us to do it. And it's not really going to cost us that much to make that move. It's just really a lot more marketing and a lot more ingenuity and, I get bored, so might as well kind of you know keep things interesting. Yeah, I think uh, the personality type of I get bored if I'm not <laughs> expanding or doing something is uh, what drives a lot of the inspection business. So exactly, guys like you, that's awesome. But uh, going back to our theme today, it's uh, protect our most valuable asset. So this is going to be a podcast about uh, basically our health as home inspectors. And before you turn down the dial, if you're listening to this, saying, "Well, I only want to hear." you know, business stuff, or I only want to hear about hydrostatic <laughs> pressure and how to evaluate it. Stop for a moment and, and listen into this because it affects our business very directly, interestingly enough. hundred percent. Yeah. That's what you brought out when you brought up the subject matter. I know for me, uh, it affected my business very directly because we have a very unhealthy industry. As I was saying before the podcast, when I was working construction, I'm working out, I'm going to work and I'm getting 20, 30,000 steps a day and I'm just a machine. <laughs> then I inspect and I'm basically a trucker that gets out every once in a while and looks at an attic. You know, I'm, exactly. <laughs> a lot of road time, eating a burger on your way through to try to get to the next inspection. Pizza. Pizza. Yeah. <laughs> we have stewards around here in the Northeast. So a lot of stewards, man. A lot of stewards. A lot of stewards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't always have the luxury, so to speak, of making healthy choices. But listen in, because this is an important podcast for us as an industry. So, Kevin, tell us about what brought up this subject in your mind here for us today. Sure. So I, I think that this subject is almost, it hits everybody in the inspection field because, you know, for me, you know, when I first kind of came in the inspection field, I felt like, you know, I was fit in some ways. So my past experience, I was a building inspector. So I worked for a local municipality around here. So I did that. But like I moved around a lot more. You know, I would inspect a lot of big high rise buildings. And I was moving around and then kind of like contrast that to the inspection field. 
to where, you know, you're at home doing a report. Mm -hmm. And then after, well, I guess before you're in the field, you might walk a couple hundred steps in a building, but it's a lot of drive time. You know, you're driving around a lot to get to the inspection. And at the same time, you know, you're in the car, you're rushing a little bit. You're going to go to Stewart's or Cumberland Farms or wherever, you know, is a local convenience store. And a lot of it's grabbing and go food. So you're not eating the best food. A lot of times you're not really drinking that much water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you come back home to the house and, you know, you're sitting in front of the laptop, you're doing a report and you're eating bad food again. And the cycle kind of continues. So I think for me, you know, what happened was is that I got to the point where I was, so right now I'm 220 pounds, but contrast that to before I was close to be 300 pounds, I was basically, you know, 80 pounds overweight and it just got to the point where I wasn't really, I wasn't moving the way I wanted to, but at the same time you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, Hey, like, listen, like, you know, you have high blood pressure, a fatty liver, high cholesterol, low testosterone, the list kind of, the list goes on, you know what I mean? And the problem is like, we have to be efficient in our, when we're in the field, but if you're not really healthy, then you have a lot more brain fog and you don't have that energy, right? So you're trying to drink more energy drinks to kind of keep up to like the demand and then it's busy season. So now you're, you're flying all over the place, you're grabbing more food, then it's winter time. So, you know, it just, it becomes a very kind of unhealthy kind of like atmosphere and then before you know it, you know, you're just like, man, like, you know, the my uh, it's hard to put this tube around my waist. You know what I mean? Because I'm gaining so much weight, you know. So I think for me, I was forced to almost make a choice. Like, you know, do I actually choose a healthy lifestyle or do I basically kind of continue to go down that path? And the problem is, is that, you know, how, how can you grow your business or have that motivation when you're not motivated because you don't have any energy? You know, so that's a little bit of a pause there, but that's kind of like the a little bit of a crossroads I was in, you know? Yeah. And the spillover of good health into our business, it, it's real. You know, for me, funny story, the day I decided to lose weight, you know, however many, 10, 15 years ago, when I first started inspecting, you know, same thing. And it sneaks up on you. You feel good. Like I take a lot yeah. of steps. I must be walking 10,000 yeah. steps. Wear a pedometer. You'd be surprised on an inspection. You crawl in the crawl space. You're Standing at the heating unit, you don't really take as many steps as we might think we do on an inspection. But two years in, my belt broke. <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm out in the field, my belt goes ping. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. So I had to go to Walmart and get a new belt, and I couldn't wear the same size belt. I'm like, oh, man, this is not where I want to be. So it sneaks up on us. But the brain fog is real, and we don't realize it. It's not just a matter of weight, but it's a matter of... I, I know a home inspector that uh, had a heart attack because he let himself go. I have a friend in the real estate industry. Sadly, uh, years ago, he passed away from an aneurysm because he, he had a hard time with the stress. He had a hard time with his health. Some people, unfortunately, self-medicate a little bit with alcohol, and that can lead to it's a central nervous system depressant, and that's not good for us or our thought process. Well, to jump in on there real quick, too, I was going to say, like, not to cut you off, but I think that's that's kind of what happened to me. So I think at the height of it all, our profession is actually pretty stressful. It's very mental, you know what I mean? Yeah. So at the height of it, you know, I was, like, close to 300 pounds, and for me, like, so very unhealthy, and I didn't have healthy coping mechanisms, right? So you know, I was kind of like, you know, I started, you know, kind of drinking a little bit to kind of try to like, you know, balance it out. You're going to a lot of mixers and stuff. And then it's like, you know, you kind of self-medicate in other different ways. And 
excuse me, the problem with that is I think is like you said, it's like it gets to the point where it's like almost like you're going to be forced to kind of make a decision. Like, you know, mm-hmm. are you going to are you going to continue to stay on that path or are you going to make a change? And I think that's the issue, right, is our industry, you know, a lot of events and stuff like that. So now you want to have a couple of drinks and then at the same time you want to, you know, maybe hang out a little bit and it, it gets very hard. And like you said, then, you know, you start having these health problems and over time, it's you, you're almost like if, if you're not healthy or, you know, you don't feel good, then maybe you can't do the amount of inspections that you think you could do. Or at the same time, where it's busy season, so now you're trying to do, you know, two inspections or three inspections or four inspections. And it gets to the point where you're super stressed. And like you said, that, at that point, it gets to the point where it pushes yourself to then, you know, maybe you have, you know, the, the aneurysm or like the high blood pressure or the heart attack. And these are all real things, you know, I think people don't really think about in the midst of the busy season, you know? You make a great point, and that's why it sneaks up on us, because when we're in the busy season, we're not thinking about what our stress level is. We'll say, oh, yeah, I feel good. I feel fine. Oh, I got to get to the next inspection. It's usually when we hit a wall, like we did a podcast on inspector burnout. It's real. You hit a wall, and then we're like, oh, man, where'd this come from? It came from the past six months of eating junk food. Exactly. And, you know having all this stress that we don't think about because, it, you know, people project too. like our clients, they're all very stressed or buy, buying a house. They've searched yeah. and they want this one to go well. The agents are stressed because their commission is based on this. And I had a rough one today, to be honest, like this one, this morning I did. And it was tough because the buyers were so nervous. Mm-hmm. They came with their notepads and they're super nervous. And they're like, what's this crack? What's this? What's that? And, you know, for me personally, like I'm in a really good mental state right now. Like I feel like mm-hmm. I'm very sharp. I'm very on point. You know, my eating is good. I'm 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 very I'm sleeping eight hours a night. Awesome. So I'm good. But like if I wasn't as sharp as I was, I don't know how I would have got through that, to be honest. Or maybe after inspection, I would have started stress eating or something like that. Or I would have probably started, have, you know, maybe grabbed a drink early or something. <laughs> and, you know, now it's like, you know, I'm what am I gonna do after this? I'm probably gonna go on a walk or something. So I think that's the other side of it. And I think that it's over time. And the problem is too, is a lot of times we don't have the healthy coping mechanisms because a lot of times as inspectors, maybe we don't, we don't want to maybe talk to anybody about it because maybe people don't want to hear it. So now you're kind of bottling that up. And then over time, it starts to kind of wear you down, you know, bad health, bad eating decisions, not working out or being fit and a lot of stress. It's kind of almost like a perfect concoction for bad things to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, And maybe you could help us with some suggestions here on things we can do because everybody likes to say, oh, yeah, eat healthy and exercise. I remember working – there's another home inspector in our area that's actually – he hates being called a health coach, but he was a power lifter and then a bodybuilder and he teaches people how to eat healthy and stuff. I thought I knew. I'm like, oh, yeah, just eat less and exercise more. And what I was eating wasn't as healthy as I thought it was. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, right? And then the exercises I was doing and when I was doing them weren't as healthy as I thought they were. Because, you know, he's like, well, you're doing aerobics exercises late in the evening. And that's when your adrenal glands are supposed to be calming down and then you're reactivating them. And it was actually making me retain weight. And I'm like, well, how do I know this stuff? You know, (laughs) so sometimes it comes from a lack of knowledge. And I followed your journey on Facebook. You hired a a personal trainer and not that we have to go the extent that you've gone, but personal trainer, dietitian, from what I understand, somebody to help you with your nutrition and nutritionist and other people to help you without going to the extent that you went to. What are some things that you think home inspectors we can do? 
on even just a, a smaller scale to improve our health? Yeah. So I, I think here's the thing, right? So I'm an extremist in everything I do, to be honest, like <laughs> very extreme. But what I will say is this, right? So LeBron James, like this has been documented. He spends a million dollars a year on his body. And obviously we're not NBA players here, but like, you know, home inspectors, like James Gonti says, we should eat well, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or do well. And that, that's in the context of making money. So if you're making money as a home inspector, you should be able to reinvest a certain amount of money into yourself. So I think for me, like, like a lot of times people say, well, you know, I don't need to do this or do that. But in my mind, you know, I personally wouldn't be working out if I didn't have a trainer, to be honest. Like, so for me, like, you know, I am a lot a very excessive. So beforehand, I did do a lot of workouts myself. But when it gets to be busy, a lot of time, a lot of things go up to the wayside, you know, so working out that gets thrown out the window, eating healthy gets thrown out the window. So I think we need to have people to hold us accountable, you know what I mean, for our fitness and for our health. So for me, you know, I kind of challenge anybody and I would say if you're if you're making good money, you should have a trainer, to be honest. You know what I mean? Because for me, even if you work out two times a week or three times a week with a trainer, you'd be surprised if you have someone to hold you accountable and then actually kind of looks at your food and stuff, what results you could have. And you'd be surprised how just more on dial than you are, you know? So for me, you know, I would suggest or recommend any, every inspector should have a trainer. If they don't want to do that, that's okay. But it's a higher chance of falling off the bandwagon and then just saying, Oh, I'll work out tomorrow. Oh, well, I'll eat good tomorrow. But you know, if you don't have a trainer, you know, I would say at least work out at least two to three times a week minimum, and if you don't want to work out, honestly, a lot of times when I don't work out, I'll just walk 10,000 steps a day. And to be honest with you, that's a, maybe a 30-minute walk in the morning and a 30-minute walk at night. You know what I mean? An hour mm-hmm. or so, you know what I mean? Like, give or take, you can do 10,000 steps. You know what I mean? Just walking. So, because if you walk 10,000 steps, that's 500 calories right there. You know what I mean? So, you're still going to be healthy. But I think the easiest thing for inspectors to do is basically is packing your own food. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Packing your own food and at least downloading like a fitness app. You know what I mean? So they have a lot of apps like Lose It or like My Fitness Pal. And a lot of this stuff sounds like it's hard to do, but it's very easy. It's just tracking some of your food. So mm-hmm. just kind of managing your calories and basically tracking your food. And in the morning, you know, just kind of like putting a lunch together, you know? So for me, it's like I put like some fruit in the bag. I have, you know, two bottles of water, three bottles of water. I have some jerky and I have basically a healthy meal in the bag, you know? So basically, you know, my food is going to be healthy. So I don't eat on the road. I prepack all my food every single day. It saves me time, you know, when I'm on the road, but at the same time, my food is going to be clean. And what that does is it kind of puts like everything for me in terms of business has to be autopilot. If I have to think too much about it, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whether that's booking an inspection, autopilot, you know what I mean? I have, you know, booking like back end staff, but when it comes to like your health has to be an autopilot. And I think the problem is a lot of our on the inspection side, we put our health last and it's so easy to do that. But now when it's first, you know what I mean? You don't have to think about it, you know? So that's kind of why I say as an inspector, like if you're making good money, it, it's almost to your best benefit to, to basically to have a trainer or to eat good or do these different things. And I'll kind of segue to my next point, because here's my thing. You know, my success has uh, exponentially increased once I got my health right, because Mm -hmm. beforehand I felt lethargic. 
I didn't. I, I started feeling like I didn't want to do inspections anymore. I started feeling like I didn't want to get out of the house. I started getting anxiety because I'm like, when you're not healthy, I just think mm-hmm. it, it really messes with your head. You know, you start getting anxiety, you get anxious. But the minute when you actually start getting more in shape, you get more fit. It's not only a physical thing, but it's also a psychological boost. You have more energy. And then for me, you know, what, what that's allowed me to do is it actually pushed me to want to expand the business or get back into working in the business. And then I was able to like, you know, do different things with, you know, being featured in the news and stuff. So I just feel like for me, it's almost like your personal growth is also subject to your professional growth. Mm-hmm. If your personal growth is going to be low and you're not doing anything in your personal life, you can't really expect your business to grow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just to add some science behind what you're saying, I follow this uh, neuroscientist. He's kind of famous on YouTube now, but his name's Andrew Huberman. Yep. And uh, he talks about basal dopamine levels. So dopamine and serotonin and all that, that basically makes us happy. The average person's dopamine levels go below basal levels and then extremely high. So, for instance, we wake up and we feel okay, uh, but then we go and we eat a sugary breakfast and then caffeine, and then our dopamine levels go really high. But for every high, you have the low afterwards, so a sugar crash, essentially. It's the same thing with eating junk food. We feel good in the moment, and then we feel like garbage later. And then what we actually do, according to him, is we lower our basal dopamine level as time goes on. So that's why neuroscientists and, you know, there's lots of stuff involved in depression and anxiety and not saying that all of it's included in that. But he does bring out that a lot of patients see marked improvement and some even completely overcome their their depression and anxiety by their dietary and lifestyle change. Exactly. So there's a lot of science behind it. So now if we have a basal dopamine level that's steady, and we don't have to give up everything. It's not like we can never have an ice cream cone ever again or never drink coffee. Ice cream is my favorite, man. Yeah, right? (laughs) But some simple changes can help us kind of tune that in a little bit. One thing I'll throw out there is you packing your lunches. And Andrew Huberman always talks about the 80-20 rule. He's like, you don't have to do it perfectly, but make – he's like, just one simple change – There's lots of changes you can make, but if you start off with making 80% of what you eat whole, unprocessed foods, and then 20%, okay, you want a slice of bread or whatever, fine. Make the rest of it whole, unprocessed food. He goes, start from there. Are you feeling better? Cool. Now let's maybe add on the next step. I think that was a great way to say, this is where you can start. Start with your food. Yeah, I think I think it's all about starting small. You know, I think I think you got to start small, and then I think like you got to kind of build your way up from there. I think the thing about it is, is that most people, like especially for me, like I'm not gonna lie to you, like our job is kind of like if you're really really overweight, it's hard to be able to walk on a roof. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's hard to be able to climb in an attic. Mm-hmm. And I remember I had that moment where I got in my attic, and I think my ladder was like weight capacity was like 250 or something. You know what I mean? And then I, yeah. <laughs> I'm I get on the ladder, man, and I'm like, man. I'm pushing like 293, man. And I'm like, bro, this is, something has to change. The ladder's starting to kind of move and shake and make <laughs> popping sounds. And I'm like, man, I'm kind of like on borrowed time here, you know? And I think that it's all about confidence too. Because I think, here's the thing, when you're confident or how do you get confidence? I think when you know, you know, you're doing the right things or you're eating good food or you're in shape as an inspector. Like, I think like there's one inspector out here in our industry, like Joe Fasolino. You know, he was one of my teachers and stuff. And, you know, he's in shape and everything like that too. And I just think that like, I respect about Joe is, is like, you know, when you're in shape as an inspector, I think like, here's the thing, let's be honest. There's something called the halo effect. 
Mm-hmm. When you're in shape or, you know, you're, you're, you feel good about yourself, you're going to convey a certain aura mm-hmm. to the agents and stuff. And I think that when you're confident, you know, what that's going to do is it's going to attract more business, right? Because people do business with people who they know, like, and trust. So they're going to see you that you look, you know, appealing, you're, you know, you're, you're clean, you're, you know, everything looks good. You feel confident in yourself. Then now you're going to be bringing in more business because of that too. So I think that that's the other thing we can't disconnect from is that when you're in shape or when you're, you know, you feel good and you're fit, you know, that's another side of it too. You know, you're going to feel good. And then at the same time, other people are going to want to do business with you as well. You know? So I think that's a whole other side of the gambit too, to where I know when I walk in a house, you know, I feel good about myself and I just feel like I can convey a certain level of kind of like confidence. And I feel, I feel like I can even do my job better because I feel like now I'm doing my job and I feel confident. And since I feel confident, I'm controlling the room better. You know what I mean? So now I'm that much more sharp on inspections, you know, which then increases my level of kind of like, you know, uh, customer satisfaction, which increases money. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I hesitated to to bring that up before, but it goes back to um, an episode of The Office where Dwight said, mm-hmm. you know, you put the best looking beats out front. <laughs> 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 but it was a, it's a true statement. You know, I just had a guy uh, come to my house to do, uh, he was looking at it, doing some epoxy flooring for me. They send a young guy in shape, you know, nice shoes. They're not sending the guy that's, you know, 120 pounds overweight and not taking mm-hmm. care of himself and feels bad. You know, yeah, yeah. It, that's just natural sales. So we don't have to be a beautiful person to have good sales, but are we projecting the best version of ourselves? And that that's very directly related to our, our health. And l- let me ask you, you know, sometimes we'll have people on the show. You kind of remind me of Mike Ortiz. Mike Ortiz is like, yeah, I post on TikTok like five times a day. And then I do this and I'm like, whoa, okay, let, let's level it back to something that most people can do. So l- l- let me hear your, your extreme version of wh- what's your daily or weekly routine? How many times do you work out? Tell me about it. Just lay it out there. Yeah, yeah. So it's been an evolution, to be honest. You know, so like for me, I start working out like every day of the week, like seven days. And, you know, right now it's busy season for us, you know, kind of sort of ish. So like right now, um, I work out my trainer three days a week. So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But basically like during a day like this, you know, I kind of also box too. So I'll kind of go to the boxing gym two more days of the week. So I try to get five days a week in, but like at minimum, I do three days a week of working out or uh, I'll walk like at least Mm 10,000 steps or 15,000 steps on my off days. So I kind of do basically like five days a week minimum, and then I'll kind of like switch it up a little bit. So I would say about three to five days a week, you know, three days a week is minimum, but at least for me, I have to move. So as long as I do Mm 10,000 steps in a day, I'm still very comfortable with that, you know? And how old are you, Kevin? Do you mind me asking? I'm 30. You're 30. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were a little bit older. You... Yeah, yeah. 30, right right in, the, right in the nose, man. Carry yourself a little bit older. Sure, sure. No, I appreciate that. Not that you look older. You carry yourself older. For me, I'm in my 40s. So for me, with a busy schedule, uh, I don't have a personal trainer. I'm one of those weirdos that if you give me a routine, I will stick to it and just never... My brain will not let me skip something. Call it OCD or whatever you want. For me, I needed to find ways to given to my antisocialness and still get a workout in. So I got, I got programs, they have online programs and you know, you, you do them online and then you can just kind of do it in your own basement. For me, early morning was best, you know? Yeah. Right. 
So as a home inspector coming home and then working out, as that other home inspector mentioned, the health coach that he doesn't like to be called, he goes, you work out at night, that's okay, but you, you got to keep your workout less intense. And I'm like, I want an intense workout. I want to I want to be vomiting on the floor when I'm done. Uh, I'm like, if I don't vomit, how do I know when I'm done with my workout? So <laughs> early mornings worked out best for me. Then I get things going. And a lot of guys worry, well, what if I'm doing leg day and, you know, I'm trying to walk around the house. It's tough, though, man. Sometimes you do leg day, man. It's, it's kind of hard, man, to kind of move around. But it's a real thing. You kind of make it work. I, I would say, like, for most people, because some guys say, oh, I work out seven days a week. For me, it's like three days a week minimum. And then if I hit five, I'm happy mm-hmm. in terms of, like, really lifting and stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. like I've done research and stuff like that. And, like, must, if you're trying to put on muscle and stuff – Three days a week is like perfect for like muscle. And then mm-hmm. after that, as long as you're kind of moving and stuff, you're in like good shape there. Some people will tell you, you got to work out six days, seven days a week. It's kind of crazy, but it's like, for me, it's nice yeah. right now. So like like Saturday, I'm going to go on a long hike with some buddies and we're going to go on a hike. So I think for me, it's just about like staying active. The morning stuff is good. You know, it's, it all depends on your schedule, but I, I would say just as long as you kind of like can like, this is a non-negotiable, we're going to make it happen. You treat it like an inspection. You know what I mean? You treat it like an inspection. Like, I'm going to get this inspection. Same thing you have to do for yourself. And you're putting yourself first. You know, I think the biggest thing about the inspection realm is, and I think a long time ago, you said something on a podcast and you said, basically, our life is almost like following around a current. If we're basically in that current and if you don't basically kind of like know where you're going, you're going to get pulled downstream. But basically, if you if you know, okay, I'm going to go against the current, mm-hmm. you're going to make it happen. So it's so easy as inspectors to get swept into our day. So you wake up, you would, oh, I got to I got to do this, I got to do that, and then I got two inspections or, or three inspections to do. I got reports to do. For me, in my calendar, like I'm very like super like plugged in. So it's hard dates. It's like every week recurring calendar workouts Monday through Wednesday. I pick up the kids at this time. I do this at this time. So everything is super dialed in with the calendar. So I, there's no excuse. It's just, it just happens. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like uh, brushing your teeth. You know, you don't leave the house. We don't leave the house without brushing our teeth. It's like, oh, I got to brush my teeth. You don't think, oh, well, let me just leave. I'm not going to brush my teeth today. Make exercise and meal prep like brushing your teeth. You just don't leave the house without doing it. You sleep a lot better. Like you're saying you're sleeping eight hours a night. I always sleep better when I'm exercising. And it's interesting. You t- brought out three days a week. A lot of people are like, oh, I need to work out like this and I need to sweat it all out. It's like, okay, let, let's stop. <laughs> step back, Jenny Craig. And let's, let's think about this. They talk about hypertrophy, which is basically the enlarging of your muscles. It's a um, hormonal reaction more than it is a mechanical reaction. It's not just the breaking down of muscles and rebuilding. It's the building of the muscles through human growth hormone. And the larger our muscles are, and men and women both, you know, larger and more dense they are, the better our circulatory system works, the better our heart works, the more our basal dopamine levels end up being better, all of that stuff. And that happens, bodybuilders work out typically (laughs) three days a week. Interestingly enough, look up, uh, if you get a chance, maybe you're familiar with it, the Geek to Freak workout. Yeah, it's by Tim Ferriss. I don't like him as a human being, but <laughs> it's really interesting because he breaks down what it takes to be a, a bodybuilder. And the bodybuilders all look at the program and they go, yeah, that's that's what I do. I remember back in the day, I used to drink two Red Bulls, man, in the morning, man. I have like two Red Bulls, oh, dude. a breakfast sandwich, sometimes two breakfast sandwiches. And it just was like, yeah, I would feel just so sluggish, man. And it's like, now I just, I have so much energy and now I'm taking that energy. I'm putting it back into the business. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it has to come down yeah. to. Cause it's like, you know, for me, it's like, if you're not 
healthy or fit or you're not eating right or you're just off, how are you going to be able to really give your clients the best service? And how are you going to really be able to like to do everything we do? Because our job is is not for the week. You know, we have to continue to market ourselves, do these reports and yeah. in, in, you know, fat and everybody wants reports fast now. But back in the day, I'm sure you've been in the industry for so long before you probably could tell them I'll get the report done in three to five days or something. Now it's like people want reports on site or they want reports by the end of the day. It doesn't stop, you know? Yeah, it's true. The pressure is a lot higher than it used to be. I remember when I started offering reports 24 hours and other home inspectors laughed at me. They're like, that's stupid. And agents are like, really? Um, now it's like you're leaving the yeah, inspection yeah. and they're like, <laughs> is my report there yet? I'm like, no, I just <laughs> like, give me a minute. But, you know, there's some little things that we can do as inspectors. You know, if we have software, like if you're using an inspector tool belt or another software, finish your report on your phone and walk while you're doing it. Walk around your backyard. Look like a weirdo. It doesn't matter. Well, so that's what I do. So honestly, to be honest, after I get out of here, I got two reports to do. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go on a walk. I'm going to have music on or probably listen to your podcast, some episodes. I got to catch <laughs> up. I really, I listen to every single podcast from this guy, man. Ah, oh, thanks, man. But it's like, I'm going to catch up on the podcast and do my report while I'm walking, you know? So for me, it's like, I'm still like, there's no excuse really, if you think about it. Like, it's like, you can walk and do a report. You can go to a park, walk around, look around, enjoy the fresh air. And you can still like, you know what I mean? And honestly, it makes me get reports done faster. So, you know, I think that we can always have excuses for our health if we want to have an excuse. But, you know, if we don't take accountability for it now, later it's going to catch up to us. So I think it's one of those things where, even just walking. You don't got to run a marathon. You don't got to, you know, have a trainer. You could just walk. You know what I mean? Yep. Walking is one of the healthiest things that you can possibly do. And um, it's good on your knees. It's good for your cardiovascular system. It's uh, steady state cardio. That's what it is. So it basically just raises things just enough to make things better. You know, it's awesome. Um, I make it a habit of every time I take a phone call, the first thing I do is I stand up and I start walking by nature now. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's around my office or wherever. And I do it by nature so that if I'm sitting down, it feels weird. So we can turn it into habits. Let me ask you about your, um, what kind of eating habits can you recommend to everybody? Like what, how does your food look? Yeah. Yeah. So I've kind of like, that's a bit of evolution too. Cause before I was, I was, uh, into like, kind of like the keto diet and things like mm -hmm. that. So I was like super like no carbs and all like meat and stuff. Um, now I'm I'm very big and more into macros now. So basically kind of tracking pro more heavier protein, mm -hmm. carbs, and kind of like fat and stuff. So, but for me to be honest with you, like my, my meals are the same kind of every day in a way. So like every mm -hmm. morning for me, I have like four eggs, because eggs are good for you, very yeah. like whole foods. So I have four eggs, organic, um, <clears throat> have like kind of a salad with that. I have um a cup of espresso, so I have like some coffee. Um, you know, really no sugar in that. So super light on that. And then for lunch, um, I meal prep. So basically on Sundays, I make uh, a lot of food. So basically I'll kind of switch it up. So this week I did kind of like, um, you know, chicken breast. I think it was like chicken breast and some ground turkey. So I'll kind of do basically kind of like sit, like basically kind of same foods for during like for lunches and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'll have that. And then I'll have basically kind of like some fruits and stuff. And basically kind of like some jerky. So it's more heavy on the protein side because I think it's pretty satiating. Um, mm -hmm. And then for dinner, a lot of times I'll have – it, it kind of depends on what I want. I might have a steak for dinner, steak and potatoes. Or maybe if after workout I really don't want that much, I might just have a protein shake. So, mm -hmm. you know, you'd be surprised 
as you kind of start to get more active and you eat like more protein, you actually crave less food, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So my calories aren't super high, to be honest. Like a lot of times it might be 2000 calories a day or 2200 calories a day. Um, I have a food tracker and it makes it easy. So I track my food and I track my water intake. And basically for me, it, it's very simple. So I think Monday through Friday, very simple on the food. And on the weekends, um, I kind of like, I'm not, I'm not saying I splurge, but maybe at that point I might have, you know, a little bit more to eat. I kind of increase my calories higher on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll have some ice cream or something like that. Or at that point, you know, I kind of have like, you know, I'll go out to eat with some friends. So I, I just try to kind of keep my food very basic during the week. So it kind of mitigates decision fatigue. And then the weekends, if I have more time, I'll eat kind of whatever I want. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because that's what a lot of health experts say. You know, during the week, keep things simple, meal prep, and focus on protein. Um, that's that's one thing that we don't do as a society. We tend to focus on carbohydrates. We're very carbohydrate dense, but we don't need to cut out carbohydrates. Simple carbs, you know, white bread. I, I just feel like we shouldn't be eating white bread. Yeah, more like jasmine rice and, and maybe even having like, you know, oatmeal and sweet potatoes. Yeah. Like more complex stuff. Stuff that, because I think for me, inspectors too, you're in the field. You want to have stuff that's going to keep you full. You know what I mean? So for me, I always have breakfast yeah. every day, but I make sure I have stuff that's going to keep me full, keep me energized because our jobs are very like, it, it requires a lot of energy to talk to somebody for two hours and look around the house and mm-hmm. do a report at the same time and move around, climb in the attic, climb on a roof. So you want to, you want to have food that's going to give you energy. You don't need to eat. Cause for me, my diet before was I would go to Stewart's, I'd get two slices of pizza I'd have a Red Bull or a Monster, and then I'd have a bag of chips. You know what I mean? And that was just every day, man. And then, mm-hmm. but like, I always felt I had lethargic. So I had to double back, have another Monster, have another energy drink. So it's a lot of like up and downs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we don't want those up and downs. We want ups and downs very mildly hanging right around that basal dopamine level, not the big spikes and the big drops, you know? So that's, that's good advice. And, you know, we're still living. Have an ice cream cone once in a while. If you want a cold beer on a Sunday to watch the game, go for it. Yes, yeah, just still living because it's like you enjoy it more. We don't have mm-hmm. it every day. You know what I mean? If like if I don't have ice cream that often and I do on a weekend, it makes me enjoy it more. But I think the big thing I want to mention too is just for all inspectors, especially like males, but females too, you know, go to the doctor, actually get a checkup because I think a lot of inspectors <laughs> yeah. or men in general or mostly men. We don't want to go to the doctors. And when I went to the doctor, man, it was bad because I'm like, the doctor's like, basically, your blood pressure is high, your cholesterol is high, your liver is fatty, your testosterone's low, your thyroid is hyperthyroid. It was just basically like, like if you don't stop doing this, man, you're not going to probably be like, you know, you're going to be bad. So I think like, you know, we should go to the doctors and get a checkup, you know, every six months or at least once a year, you know, and. And for me, I think that's going to let you know where you're at. Because for me, the biggest thing that I kind of want to like end on here, which most people don't think about it, is to, is for men, testosterone. You know, like when mm-hmm. you're overweight, your testosterone tends to be lower. And and when you're not eating good foods, your testosterone is lower. If you have a low testosterone, what happens is you feel a lot more lethargic. You feel you get more anxiety, more anxious around people. And you basically don't have that drive and that zeal for life. So for me, a lot of my issues were testosterone related. Mm-hmm. You know, they try to prescribe a lot of medications. I didn't take any of them. I'm just, I'm more like not on the medication bandwagon. I'm, I'd rather fix it myself. And I did. 
And once I fixed my testosterone, I noticed I had more of like that primal drive to compete again and be competitive again. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, it's the quote unquote man hormone. (laughs) I mean, we need it to do what we do. Women need it too. It's just at different levels. But you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I've been to a doctor once in the past 12 years. (laughs) So I should probably schedule a doctor's visit after this. So thank you for the reminder, Kevin. (laughs) I see mine too much, man. I'm in there a lot. No, but it is true. We don't like to face our own mortality. And we don't like people touching our our, our stuff, <laughs> you know, in a room with a dude. And you're like, all right, this is odd. We don't like getting poked with our needles and blood taken. But you know what? It's part of life. And it is, as we stated at the beginning of this podcast, our most valuable asset. If we don't take care of our car, it's not going to drive us to the inspection. We're going to lose work. If we don't take care of our body. Same thing's going to happen. Yeah. So you're a good example of that. And if you don't mind me just to kind of take us out here, how long did it take you to go from 300 pounds to 220? And how tall are you? Yeah, so I'm 5'11". You seem taller. Yeah, yeah. Well, I look like I'm like six feet tall, but I'm, I'm 5'11 and a half, you know? So I round up these days. But, oh, okay. But yeah, so uh, so I lost 80 pounds. And to be honest with you, I'm pretty crazy. So I'm, I'm kind of psycho. So I lost that weight in about like seven slash eight months. Oh, wow. So it was basically about like 10 pounds a month. So I was kind of on the higher side, you know, so I, I was super like dialed in. So basically like, you know, my eating habits were very clean. My working out habits were a lot. I moved a lot, you know, so I did a lot there. So seven, eight months, I lost 80 pounds. And, you know, just because for me, I just feel like, you know, as business owners, a lot of us were very focused people. Like, I think like that's something about people who mm-hmm. own businesses is like, I think you take that same energy that you put in your business and put it into yourself, and when you do that, you'd be surprised the amount of results mm-hmm. you can have, whether it be yourself and your relationship, your marriage, your finances, you know, but a lot of times we're just focused on the inspection, but you'd be surprised when you have a good body or you have a good relationship or you have good finances that allows you to have more time to actually redirect it into your business, you know? Yep. And you're a great example of that, Kevin, your growth in your business and your new hires and your expansion into other states, all a testament to you know, a lot of things, but in part, as you mentioned, to your health. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I think this is valuable information for all of our listeners. And thanks for reaching out and thanks for being on the show. Uh, I love that you're a regular guest now and uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. Be back again soon, man. (laughs) Thanks, Kevin. Talk soon. All right. On behalf of myself, Ian, and the entire ITB team, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can catch our future episodes as well. And if you have any feedback, please send us an email at info at Also, don't forget to check out our brand new app for home inspectors, scheduling and report writing all in one easy to use app. Check it out now at inspectortoolbelt.com. The views and opinions of this podcast and its guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Inspector Toolbelt and its associates.